This is the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for the Baylor Bears. And we find out today about Jared Butler, who is nice enough to join us on the phone this morning. And Jared, good morning to you. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing. doing right. <laughs> I am doing great. Uh, red letter day. A lot of folks interested in uh, in your plans and what you're going to do. Uh, what can you tell us about that? I think it was a great process. Um, you know, just obviously with the team we got coming back this year and uh, the team we had this year. Uh, I just felt like it was the best decision for me to take my name out of the draft and return to Baylor and uh, just you know get better as a basketball player as a person. And, uh, and do big things for Baylor as well. So, yeah, that's kind of my decision. The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, by Marineland Boating Center, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. It sounds like a very level-headed decision. I mean, it's easy to be uh, enamored with, you know, jumping to the NBA. I know that's a goal of yours. But it sounds like you really had a very thoughtful process and took information from a lot of sources and then made what you uh, feel like is the best decision. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, it took a lot of counsel, a lot of long thoughts from my family and things of that nature, for sure. But, um, you know, I, I really do feel comfortable. I, you know, I just can't wait to get back with, with the guys and things like that nature. So uh, it, it's, it's been great. I'm, I'm really excited. Now, from the Petty Clinic Low-T Studio, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, and welcome John Morris Show on a Tuesday morning. Glad you're with us. That was uh, Jared Butler, who was on with us yesterday. The announcement that he is coming back to Baylor for his junior season, and uh, he is all in to be with the Bears' uh, number one team in the nation in some preseason polls already. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio. Beautiful day. Going to be warm here in Central Texas. I think that's stating the obvious. Yeah. But uh, big news from the Big 12. We were expecting either last night or sometime today, and it did come last night. The league uh, announced that they will play for football a plus one schedule, nine conference games plus one non-conference games, and that's uh, for the most part uh, all we got last night. There's still a lot mm -hmm. of you know loose ends to be tied up. Uh, they said they would expect the schedules to be played starting mid-September to late September. And uh, they wanted all the schools to play their non-conference game before they went into league play. So I'm sure all those scheduling uh, conversations are happening right now. Yeah, because I mean, was Baylor was supposed to play Kansas early on, right? Second week, yeah. So you're yeah. gonna have a lot of moving with right. that if they're wanting to play non, you know, before you play your conference play. Right. So uh, so we've got that word, and uh, that is good to know. That is uh, good to have that information from the Big 12, the final league to really make that determination of what their schedule was going to look like. Uh, let me read you the uh, the entire release that came, and it wasn't, it wasn't real long at all, but here's the information uh, that we got from the Big 12 conference uh, last night. And I'm scanning, scanning, scanning. Um, but it was, well, that was basically it. What I told you was mm -hmm. just the plus one schedule, nine conference games plus 
one non-conference game uh, starting mid to mid September to late September, uh, and uh, and that's that was basically it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was all I seen. The one thing I noticed that is TCU is not going to be able to play SMU no more, so that's going to get rid of that was the iron skillet. Yeah, they're not going to be able to play that. Um, so to see how teams determine who they're going to play is going to be interesting. Do you keep somebody you had on the schedule? Uh, but the one thing is you're going to see a lot of these rivalry games, not just in the Big 12, but not be played. You're that's not going right. to see Notre Dame and USC, right. you know, Florida, Florida State. And that's one of the most unfortunate things about this. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's just for one year. Right. But some of those are really longstanding, uh, a lot of interstate rivalries. Um, that's part of the reason, I think, that the ACC, when they did their schedule, mm-hmm. they went with uh, uh, a plus – did they do a 10 plus one? They did a 10 they plus – they're the only – yeah, because they're the only conference that's playing 12 games. All okay. the others are playing 10. Okay. But okay. you had – like the way they set it up was your plus one had to be somebody in your state. In your state, exactly. Exactly. And and that was made for some matchups like Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, um, Louisville and Kentucky. Right. And there was one more Florida, Florida State, yes. I think, is what the ACC was aiming to do. But then all of a sudden the SEC said conference only. So whoops, pulled the rug out from under you there. See, and that's why they I feel like everybody should have been on the same page here. You should have yeah. had the communication, especially. And I thought going into this that the ACC, Big 12 and the um SEC. SEC would be on the same page. Right, right. But for whatever reason, they just decided to not do that. I know. And that's, that's yeah, yeah, I bet you right now if the ACC, if they could go back, they would do theirs differently, yeah. knowing that they can't, you know, they can save their half of those matchups, but the other side, the SEC, has to do their part, and it didn't happen. Yeah, and I mean, that also exposes those players to two extra games of, you know, maybe do you get an injury, you know, something yeah. like that. that where these other schools don't have to worry about that. Yeah. What do you think about this? So a 10-game schedule, that is tight. I mean, yes. that is really tight. Teams that are going to make the playoff this year, and, and hopefully we have a season that plays out right. and ends with the college football playoff. But, man, you almost have to have the mindset you can have no slip-ups. I mean, yeah, I think you've got to run the table to be in the picture conversation for the playoff. I think you do. And, I mean, it's going to be – I would not want to be on that committee to try to determine who's going to be in there. And, and you know that when they go into it, they say there's no selective choice. But yeah. We all kind of see they have certain teams <laughs> they want in there. But I think it's going to be a lot more difficult this year yeah. for them to determine. And, you know, knowing that you only have one non-conference game um, would would an eye on the playoff, say Oklahoma. Right. Oklahoma would like to think they're, you know, a playoff contender every year. They are. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that make a – have a factor in who they schedule for their non-conference game? Now, they had Tennessee, but that went away. Right now they've got Missouri State as their opener. Does Missouri State give you enough bump – knowing you've got your nine conference games after that, you know, to put you in position to be in the playoff. I don't think that the non-conference games this year are going to play as much of a factor yeah. in this. I think it's going to be how right. you how you handle conference play. Do you run the show? Do you go undefeated in the conference? You can't – I would – you need to win that non-conference game, obviously. But the more emphasis is going to be on how you do in conference play. And you're going to end up having, as we do every year, you're going to have one outside looking in from the Power Five. That's right, yeah. So uh, really different, a lot of so many different factors this year. Uh, but now we finally have some clarity with the Big Twelve. 
knowing uh, what the schedule will look like, nine conference games plus one non-conference game. Now we've got to put that schedule together, mm-hmm. get the dates and everything like that, and uh, I'm sure that's being done. We may have some answers to that uh, today, you know, right. because I know that they had all these scenarios that they presented to the presidents, this being one of them. So to have those scenarios to present, I bet you they're pretty far down the road schedule-wise. I think you're going to have to get onto it quicker because, like, all right, for Baylor, you have what? Incarnate Word and Louisiana Tech, right? right? Yes. So one of those teams is either going to stay on your schedule or not, and then that puts that other team who gets bumped in a situation where they're going to scramble to find a game. So you need to do it sooner than later. And there's, uh, you know, it's funny how much conversation there is about BYU right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BYU is everybody's darling, I think, wanting to schedule them for non-conference, right. whether they were on your schedule before or not. Uh, and BYU all of a sudden has to fill their whole schedule. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, how many dance partners they get at BYU. You know, and I think, honestly, they might be looking at this situation and saying, hey, us being an independent is not really doing well for us right now so we need to try to get into a conference so yeah I, I think that might put an emphasis on that oh my gosh yeah it's got N- to yes exactly i mean this year all of a sudden with all these changes mm-hmm. and you're trying to fill out your football schedule as an independent right Woo, man notre dame you know did it with the acc and that makes sense uh, it makes a lot of sense this year so it's the I don't know that I don't keep up with BYU that much. Is are they like Notre Dame where their other programs are in a conference already? I think so. I think in the West Coast Conference. Okay. I'm not positive about that, but, but I think everything else except uh, football is uh, uh, in the WCC. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not bold and well for them either. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not going to help you football wise. Even if you were, yeah, to, if you yeah. were, there, if they were to adapt you like the ACC did Notre Dame, it's not going to do you any good. Right. I think I'm right in saying there are a number of members of the WACC that are not even football right. schools. You yeah. got like Gonzaga and St. Mary's and all yeah. them. They're just basketball yeah. powers. Right. Right. All right, so uh, so we've got that from the Big 12, waiting on schedules for Big 12 schools, and Baylor could come today, and uh, it could come as early as today. I'm not putting pressure on anybody right. to get the schedule out there, but we'll watch for that coming up next. Uh, let me tell you, coming up in the hour, uh, Garrett, next segment will uh, give us uh, uh, the Minnesota player that has opted out. Tell us a little bit about that. Rashad Bateman, he's their key receiver. He's done numerous things for Minnesota. He's like the, the leader in career receptions and everything and with how this is shaping up he's made the decision to opt out playing this year and prepare for the nfl draft and i don't really blame him and i see a lot i see this might be a trend you might see more players do this uh you've seen a lot of pac-12 players come out and you know demand um how how they want things to handle though they're not going to play so i think this is just something that you're going to see and i don't think it's going to stop going forward because now that the the players realize they have power behind them you know, you're going to see a lot more of this. Yep. All right, so we'll hear from him, Rashad Bateman of Minnesota, uh, late of Minnesota. Also, I want you to hear uh, a portion of our most recent Sikkim podcast. It's with Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, uh, and he is just tremendous. Mike is a uh, he's a great coach, number one. He's won three national championships in his coaching career, but he's a great man and a great motivator, and he uh, has written a book uh, that I'm reading right now. I'm in about halfway through the book uh, this summer. And I want you to hear part of that conversation with uh, Coach Mike McGraw coming up uh, in the hour as well. So we got all that coming up. Glad you're with us on this Tuesday morning. John Morris Show brought to you in part by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive.
Where we go gets engaged. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds today. Very seasonal with highs topping out at 98 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We fall to 75 and mostly sunny. It's going to be humid tomorrow with a high of 100. Our heat index peaks in the afternoon at 104. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5, 6, and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Baseball is back. Fans won't be. At least at our games anyway, because health and safety protocols don't allow it right now. But for those no fan games, we still have a way for you to get a seat at the game. Send your doppelranger. A Doppelranger is a cardboard version of you we'll create and put in the seats at Globe Life Field for just 50 bucks. All proceeds go to the Texas Rangers Baseball Foundation and their efforts to help our community. Order yours at TexasRangers.com slash Doppelrangers. Do you ever get the feeling that people don't care anymore? You either get thrown into a voicemail system that you can't escape or dumped off onto a website. Whatever happened to personal service? It still exists at the Nitchie Group Insurance. Personal service is how the Nitchie Group does business. When you need insurance, talk to a real person, not an automated system. Call the Nitchie Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. That's 1-800-258-8302. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It is uh, Ronnie Lee joining us on a tough day because uh, Ronnie Lee went on and spent 10 seasons with the uh, Miami Dolphins. Hey, what, why did you, um, one year you left the Dolphins and then you came right back to the Dolphins and played several more years? Uh, I was moving to uh, offensive line and my tight end coach was the tight end coach was uh, brought me down there really like Coach Shula did and he worked with me the whole summer and we got really close. Coach Hannon, they offered him the head coaching job at Atlanta. So Shula would tell me, uh, look, you go to Atlanta and get your skills, get all this ready. And didn't nobody else know this. Nobody knew it. And once you get better, we'll bring you back home. It's Matt Mosley's show presented by Central National Bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Listen to the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox Monday through Fridays, 3 to 6. It's the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. 
Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Tuesday morning, brought to you in part by Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340 South. They're on the web, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Go by and visit with Ken and Mary Sorley. They will fix you up. And, uh, yes, they are open for business, and you can feel safe and secure of going to the boatyard. Or you can handle everything online. You can do the paperwork online, make the purchase. They'll deliver it to you and handle things that way as well. Check it out. Uh, give them a call, 254-662-0676. Or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. That's the Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340 South. Back with us, John Morris, Garrett Ross. And uh, Garrett tracked down uh, some information about Rashad Bateman. Tell us about him uh, opting out of playing for Minnesota this year. Yeah, Rashad would have been entering his junior season. Uh, He's caught a pass in all 26 games that he's played for the Gophers. Uh, He set a freshman record with uh, six touchdowns and 704 yards in receiving. So he's he's been a key contributor for the success that they've had under P.J. Flick. And he just ultimately decided that however things are shaping up, uh, he would be better suited to prepare for the NFL and just bypass this year. All right. So you've got, uh, what is this, his announcement? Yes, this is his announcement that he made on Twitter earlier. So here's Rashad Bateman. I'm not making the hardest decision that I've ever had to make in my life. I first want to express my thanks to God, my family, coaches, academic advisors, and my peers for the continued support during this uncertain time. Secondly, I want to thank my community. Minnesota, you have my heart forever. Moving from a small town to a big city, I was very nervous. You all have accepted me and embraced me with open arms and have helped me find myself. Thanks to my amazing teammates. If it weren't for you guys, I would not be in the position I am today. The relationships and memories will forever be with me and we will forever make more. Thanks to Coach Fleck and the rest of the Gophers staff for the unending support and guidance I have received these past few years. Coach, you are the reason that I came to Minnesota and I would do anything to be able to play football for you again alongside my teammates and bring back a Big Ten championship to the Twin Cities. I'll be right there cheering along this program whenever Minnesota football resumes. Unfortunately, in light of the uncertainty around health and safety in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, I have to set my wishes aside from the wellness of my family, community, and beyond. Because of this, I have decided to opt out of the 2020 college football season and I will be taking the next steps in my journey by declaring for the 2021 NFL Draft. Minnesota will forever be a place I'm looking up to call home. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I love you all. Bateman out. 
All right, that's Rashad Bateman from uh, Minnesota uh, taking a mulligan, not going to play this year for the University of Minnesota. So uh, just sitting back and Garrett now getting ready for Mm -hmm. the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I guess he feels he's done enough and put enough out there for scouts to know what he's capable of doing at the next level. And honestly, I wish him the best, but... Like I said, I think this is going to be something that we're going to see more often now. Yeah, a very high-profile player there, uh, especially in Big Ten territory. But uh, you wonder if that might him making that decision, that announcement might mm-hmm. open the door for some other guys to do the same thing. You really do. And then as far as you got to wonder is, does he have anybody close to him that he's worried about getting sick with this? You know, you don't know the circumstances behind yeah. it. Yeah. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on if that comes out later. But yeah, it, it's just his choice and he that's what he decided to do there you go all right thanks for that all right let's take a break on the other side let you hear uh, part of our most recent Sikkim podcast with mike mcgraw baylor's uh, men's golf coach you enjoy hearing from coach mcgraw very successful came here uh after uh being a part of three national championships at oklahoma state actually two at oklahoma state and then one year after leaving oklahoma state uh he was part of a national championship at alabama and uh now is hoping to do the same here at Baylor. So let you hear from him, Mike McGraw, after a break. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, locations in Waco and Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5, Saturdays 8 to noon and 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com. Serving Central Texas since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the same family ownership. How about that? Going back to 1943, four generations very rare in today's business environment it's john Embry and his family at pioneer steel and pipe their reputation has been built one customer at a time their objective is to make sure their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience they offer the best in custom metal buildings residential metal roofing hay and equipment barns garage and carport covers angle iron sea purlin and structural pipe all of that basically you're a one-stop shop for all your steel needs that is Pioneer Steel and Pipe on the web at pioneerboys.com. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys the peace of being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit Marineland West WacoYamaha.com. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? Being a member of the Air Force Reserve. It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. And the experience, education, and other benefits you receive can enhance your civilian career and your life. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. To find out about local job opportunities with the Air Force Reserve at Joint Base San Antonio-Lackland or Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base Fort Worth, call 800-257-1212 or go to afreserve.com. Sponsored by the Air Force Reserve and aired in cooperation with the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
trying to drive inside on Moon. Urson Moon got a piece of that one, a deflection, a block for her, and Juicy Landrum picks it up and coming down the left side with it, looking for a teammate. Now Lauren Cox uh, at the three-point arc, top of the key. Moon Urson going to try a three and hits it. Oh, Moon Urson with a three-pointer. When she comes in the game, great things happen with Baylor University. The home of Lady Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over... Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. The Big 12 Conference announced Monday evening that they plan on playing a 9-1 football schedule in the fall, meaning nine conference games and one non-conference game. The anticipated start of the season will be sometime between mid to late September, and the plan will allow the Big 12 Championship game to be played December 12th or 19th. Baylor Athletics updated their COVID-19 testing numbers. There's been 45 positive cases since June 1st. Currently, only three active cases, two symptomatic and one asymptomatic, with three new cases since last week. On the diamond, the Rangers get back to action as they open up a three-game series with the A's. First pitch from Oakland is at 8:10 on ESPN Central Texas. And the Astros, they also make a return to action as they're in Arizona taking on the Diamondbacks for the first of a three-game series. First pitch of their game is also at 8:10. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. with us, John Morris Show on this Tuesday morning. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio. I want you to hear a portion of our uh, most recent Sikkim podcast. It's been a really fun project uh, through the through the uh, pandemic time to sit down with uh, various folks related to Baylor athletics, uh, some of our coaches, some administrators. Uh, Robert Griffin III was one of our guests. All of those available uh, wherever you uh, consume your podcast. Check that out. But the most recent one with Mike McGraw, Baylor man golf coach who as we said prior to the break has a, a tremendous uh, resume uh three national championships uh on his coaching resume about to begin his seventh season here at baylor and here's part of the conversation with coach mcgraw uh talking about uh his uh his career coaching and how he got here to baylor well i was very fortunate to uh one i took over a high school program in Edmond that was already very strong it was I hadn't built that I was a junior golf director at the golf course so I had something to do with it but I you know I inherited a pretty great program right there uh, which was great and then I went to Oklahoma State and they had been the most 
impressive, you know, dynasty in the history of college golf. And so I worked as an assistant there for several years. And when Mike Holder became the athletic director, you know, I was his first hire. So that was very humbling and was able to, you know, have a good run there. I think we had a six really good years and then two not so good years. And that's, <laughs> that's how I made my exit from Stillwater. Uh, by Oklahoma State standards, not, Oklahoma, not so yeah, good years. We were 12th, ranked 12th in the country when yeah. I was let go. But um, I know it wasn't, it wasn't what uh, the Oklahoma State fans or alums or donors or anybody wanted or even Mike Holder who, you know, he obviously had to make the decision. But anyway, I went from there to Alabama for one year as an assistant coach, which I, I'll be hard-pressed to find a year that was more invigorating um, just to kind of infuse myself with enthusiasm again. The enthusiasm I had as a young 26-year-old coach, it came back. And so that year served its purpose. It got me back up on the – and we did win the national And the national championship. <laughs> yeah, let's throw that in yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, then then got to Baylor, and it's just been an amazing, amazing six years here. I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, somebody – told me uh, or asked me that first year I was here, so how long do you think you'll be at Baylor? And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> do you know something I don't know? Yeah, right. But he was—he just thought it was like a stepping stone. And yeah. I said, no, I'm always where I am. I mean, I don't, I don't take a job so I can get another job. I don't operate that way. I, I did not want to leave Oklahoma State, and I never dreamed of being a coach at Oklahoma State. I thought I was going to be an Edmund coaching high school golf forever. Loves teaching school. I was a you know, a junior golf director at the golf course. I wrote a column for the Edmund Sun, you know, newspaper. I mean, I thought that's what I was going to do. And then Mike Holder hired me. And then I thought, hmm, okay, college golf, this is great. And then he, I got the job at Oklahoma State. Never dreamed I'd be leaving. I did. And so I never had a thought that I would take a job to get another job. Sure. So this Baylor job is for as long as, as they'll have me. Hmm. So. There is one one little tidbit I have here on my sheet that you might have glossed over, but um, I've been told that you have a year of coaching women's golf. Oh, this <laughs> is good. And I would love, as the female in the room, to hear a little bit about how that was in midst of all of your time as a men's coach. Well... Let's put it this way. I had five sisters, and you would have thought I would have learned something. <laughs> I was going to say, you should be prepared. I was not. It was bad. <laughs> so we were in our first team meeting, and I got the job in August. So I had been the men's and women's assistant coach for seven years. And so uh, that summer, our women's coach became the senior women's administrator. And so I got the job pretty much August 15th. I mean, I was recruiting internet i mean i was it was so on the fly mm -hmm. but i didn't even think about it we didn't have any uniforms and we had the same girls returning and only one freshman mm -hmm. so i when i got right down to it we could use last year's uniform right. we could make it work but i was in the first team meeting and i said girls we've got a problem i'm gonna have to you know scramble here to get some uniforms we can use last year's for kind of starting the fall but i need to order some uniforms so uh so I need to get some sizes here. And uh, Karen, what do you weigh? Like a buck twenty? <laughs> oh no, coach! <laughs> and she, she looked at me and she says, and with this glare in her eyes, and she says, "I weighed one hundred and twenty in the seventh grade. What are you talking about? You you can't say that to a girls' golf." Team. I said, well, "I don't. Oh, I don't I'm just trying to get clothes here." Yeah. For the <laughs> at least you lowballed it. You that was well, good. I just, <laughs> anyway, that was the start of a very very interesting year. It would take. A couple of hours to tell you all the stories, <laughs> but it is easily the best learning experience of a, as a coach that I've ever had because uh, it took me a whole semester to figure it out. 
coaching is still coaching. It doesn't matter, but you've got to push the right buttons. And so it, with, when you're coaching a women's golf team, you've got to throw in a little shopping at a tournament. You've got mm-hmm. to throw in uh, – you've got to do some things that are above and beyond just the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got to make it – you know, you've just got to be a little different. And I didn't know that. I thought they're just – they're athletes. I'll just coach them the same way. Well, that sounds good, but it, I needed to take a little different approach. But having learned that, and I did very well the second semester, we had a great semester, and I'll, I'll never forget that as long as I live. And, but it reminded me when I became a men's coach again that I've got 10 guys on the team, and all of them need to be coached very differently. And I never looked at it like that before. I would just take a paintbrush and just take this, you know, paint everybody the same color. It's the same thing. We're all the same. Let's just do this. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And so – learning that women's coaching, I had to take a different approach. Uh, and I learned that from a, one of the men's uh, players' fathers who came and visited. I had recruited his son to Oklahoma State, and but I wasn't coaching his son as a freshman. So we were having dinner, and he said, you're just not pushing the right buttons. He was listening to these stories and just going like, you got to change your approach. <laughs> and he was right. and But it made me a better coach because I learned that when I do coach – the men again, or if I ever got to again, or if I did again, whatever, it would be, I would do that differently too. So there's very few things you can say are universal for all 10 guys on your team. Mm-hmm. Be on time, that's universal. We're leaving at 2 tomorrow, uh, practices at 4, whatever. Those things are, but as far as how you coach each guy, that's different. So the women taught me that, which is great. That story, those stories uh, are literally a chapter in your book. You have a book, uh, Better Than I Found It is the name of it. What was that process going like? What was it like for you to write that book? And is it basically, you're famous for your your journals that you keep. Is it basically kind of sharing things from your journals with the world through your book? Well, yeah, I never meant to write a book. I mean, I didn't didn't think I was going to write a book. Um, And... The journals had been kind of, not legendary, that's a little strong word, but coaches around the college golf world all knew that I kept these yeah. journals. And I'll never forget when uh, Chris Hackett, Georgia, said, that's not a journal, that's a diary. <laughs> oh. I said, whoa, Chris, whoa. whoa. Uh, but but the journals had become, you know, they like, what are you doing here? You're, you're jotting down every team meeting, every individual meeting, every practice, everything you do is documented. And I just kind of kept those journals and, quotes and stories about players and different things that I thought were important to, to, that I wanted to remember were written down. And after the NCAA championship in 2016, um, uh, but during that championship, one of the coaches said, why don't you just write a book? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't think I could. He said, we well, got all those journals and all those notes. I said, those notes were written for me, not for the world. So I'd have to completely reconfigure. I don't, I don't even know how I'd do it. But I, on the plane back, I started thinking about it and I thought, oh, maybe I could do this. And so I, I started putting it together. I wrote from about June 10th to November 1st, and I was just dead tired. Mm-hmm. I just didn't – I was flat. I didn't know – they call it writer's block or something. Well, I had it. So I put the book up for about 25 days, and the day after Thanksgiving started writing again. But I didn't have a title for it. And so I'd given our team opportunity, give me a name for it. But I didn't let them read the book first. So they didn't really know what the content was. They just knew it was about my career. And anyway, so my wife came up with the idea, go back to what your dad taught you or find something he taught you and use that. And and one of the things he always said was, doesn't matter where you are, you could be in a meeting, you could be 
in practice. You could be, you know, having dinner with your wife. You could do, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Just leave that situation, that person, that's that room better than you found it. Mm. And I think you've heard the state, you know, the saying, leave it better than you found sure. it. Everybody's heard mm-hmm. that. But when she said that, I said, well, better than you found it. And it doesn't sound better than I found it is what I thought it would be. And that's what I would try to do with this profession. So that number one, it was for my colleagues. And well, number one, it was for me. It was therapeutic to write about this story and it's certainly getting let go at Oklahoma State and then kind of reemerging at, at Baylor. So that was therapeutic. Number two, I wanted to write it for young coaches because I didn't want all these young coaches to go to the place that I went, which was dark. I mean, as far as results mattering so much that it just crushed you every time the team didn't play well and took days to recover. Didn't want young coaches doing that, but I didn't want old coaches doing that either. And when I spoke at the convention that December, so I started re-finishing that book in Thanksgiving. We had the coaches convention in Las Vegas about two weeks later, and I was scheduled to speak, and the subject did not. It wasn't. It just said Mike McGraw Baylor, mm. and I was going to speak for an hour and a half. Oh wow! Yeah. What I was going to do was basically speak this book, but not tell them about the book. I didn't want to sell any books through a speech. Mm-hmm. So the 350 coaches there, and I was talking to them. And one of the things uh, I, I just talked to them about this dark place that we've all been. Every one of you has been there, and I'm telling you, this is the way out. So I spoke to him, and one of the coaches, a very well-known national championship coach, pulled me aside. We went into a a separate meeting room there and he just started bawling. He just started crying and he was just like, you were speaking straight to me. I've been there for five straight years. I can't, I don't know what to do. And we just talked through it, but it was like, I wrote it for him too, because he knows that I can relate to where he was, but all of those young coaches in that room and then all the young coaches who have read it. I think I've had about 500 reviews um, by text message, phone, email, letter, whatever uh, that, talk about yeah you know what it's like you were almost just talking to me Mm. and that's good to know so that's why i wrote the book i didn't write it to make money because i certainly didn't make a lot of money how does that make you feel knowing that what you were doing for so long just to kind of help yourself be therapeutic has in turn you know like john you mentioned you're reading it Mm -hmm. and you're not a golf coach but other people are reading this book and everyone's taking something away from it uh when it was just, it started out as just something that was helping you. Yes. Um, I think it, everybody has a story. We've all got one and, but it reminded me. And then I was able to talk to other coaches about it. Regardless of what you're a seventh grade volleyball coach at Sequoia middle school in Edmond, Oklahoma, or you're uh, Nick Saban at Alabama, you know, you could be anywhere in between and, some people would say, well, Nick's much more famous, much more successful. But how? who's to say he's more successful than that seventh-grade volleyball coach? Who's to say it? Because impact is what it's really about. And so, number one, I wanted these other coaches to realize, you, you know, you are impacting lives here at any level. You're just doing it. And number two, when you go to that dark place and you stay there and it's all that's important is results – then you can't impact these people you're supposed to be impacting. You're not going to be the coach you're supposed to be. And so um, I I just allowed it. I mean, I'm not blaming anyone. I knew the expectations of the Oklahoma State Golf Program going in. I understood it. I'd like to create those same expectations here. You know, I'd like to get it to the point where people would expect that. But they do expect more than they did before. So it's good. But now it's my perception of how I'm handling that 
it's changing. And so that's what I encourage young coaches to do is fight, work, scrape, do everything you can, just be disciplined, do all the things that we all talk about all the time. But when the competition is over, accept it. I expect it to hurt for a few minutes. But once you've done that, it's time to move on and inspire these young men on your team to be better than they were and learn from it. So that's why I wrote the book, and it was it was self-published. So I sold about 4,000 books out of my house and <laughs> mailed every one of them. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amazon that's needs work. to. That's work. That is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the ladies at the post office, they know exactly who I am when I'm walking in. with. But, uh, you know, we've I've sold out, and I'm uh, – I don't have any more, and I wasn't going to do another printing, but I've had a lot of people ask me about it lately, so I may do a, a paperback version of it, a little less expensive, and and get it out one more printing, and then. Uh, but anyway, it was, it had every intention to help me first, and it did that. So I, I got what I wanted out of that, and then I think it's helped some other people as well. I was going to say yes, please do because add me on that list. <laughs> I would love to read Baylor it. Bookstore. Yes, check the Baylor Bookstore. <laughs> All right, that's a portion of our uh, most recent Sikkim podcast. Brooke Bednars and I with Coach Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach. And uh, the book is terrific. It really is. If you can find a copy, and uh, I think they do still have those at the Baylor bookstore, uh, you know, I, I think you would uh, really enjoy hearing from uh, Mike in that regard. And it really is just his journals that he keeps all the time and put into book form. So it's very, very good. Um, Better Than I Found It is is the name of the book by Mike McGraw. That's a portion of our uh, podcast. There's one more segment I want you to hear, and I didn't know about this until David Kay uh, told us about it with Coach McGraw, and then uh, we asked Coach McGraw about it. Garrett, I was telling you briefly right. uh, about this, uh, uh, this ability that Coach McGraw has. He refers to it as a linear continuum memory, and it is just unbelievable. So here, uh, here's the answer to the question. Uh, Coach, explain how you have such a uh, genius-like memory. Well, I, believe it or not, I came up with this when I was seven. I was explaining this to my <laughs> assistant coach at Oklahoma State because he said, how do you have this memory? Right. Uh, and what got him started on this was because the guys would always quiz me on PGA Tour, major championships, whatever, and I'd just knock it out of the ballpark every time. And Alan always thought that was pretty good. And then finally when we got smartphones, you could Google something to check me, fact check me, and that was fine because I was answering them correctly. Right. And one day somebody said, uh, the Rolling Stones are in concert in Dallas. I said, yeah, you know, I saw them November 1st, 1981. <laughs> and Alan Brown, Alan's driving the uh, the – he says, Coach, I don't know. No, He's calling <laughs> no way on. did you do so that. So one of the guys got his phone out and Googled it. And sure enough, the Rolling Stones were there. And they were with the fabulous Thunderbirds, the Pat Travers Band, and um, ZZ Top. And it's like I, I said all that. And he was going, how do you do that? And so that, then I explained to him this linear continuum. So it's an oval, a linear oval. And what part of the year do you want to last the longest as a young kid? You summer. Want, you want summer yeah. to last the longest. But ultimately, it's only three months, but you want it to mm -hmm. last. So that's mm -hmm. one of the long uh, arms of this oval. And then what, in reality, what part does last the longest? Yeah. School, School year. It's nine right. months, and it lasts the longest. So it's just a long oval for each year. And plotted on each one of those ovals is the months, uh, January all the way through around to December. And I would just kind of, if you say a month and a year, Right. Say one right now, and I'll tell you what 
what was going on in my life. Okay, August of 1977. August of 77, okay. Elvis Presley died on the 16th of August that year. He was 41 <laughs> years of age. People fact check him. No, my, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> my mom did survive cancer that summer. Uh, I uh, played in the state junior and at Surrey Hills in Oklahoma City. And, uh, yeah, I got a horrible sunburn, and my senior picture is just a terrible senior picture. Oh, my god! Yeah, it's really bad because I've got a burnt, burnt sun right. burn. Um, uh, yeah, so that's what was happening right then. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So that's it, wild. Every year. Can you the, bottle this? Can you, uh, you, can uh, can can you, you market this? Yeah. <laughs> if I was interested in uh, sports or if I was interested in music or any sort of pop culture or whatever, if something was interesting to me, it's it's on one of right. those ovals. Right. So that's kind of an unusual deal. And Alan Bratton was telling me, he said, that's not so amazing. What's amazing is a seven-year-old came up with that. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I just had to kind of start categ- organizing my life and remember all these all these things that were happening to me. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that wild? I wish I could do that. Oh, God. seven? Like, I'm trying to think of the mindset of a seven-year-old. I don't see any seven-year-olds just sitting around like, how can I just remember everything from these certain dates That's throughout it. time? That's that, that, incredible. That's the most amazing part, that he uh, came up with this at the age of seven. So next time you run into Coach McGraw, just just throw something out there. Hey, Coach. Who won the PGA Championship in 1984? You know, just throw yeah. something out there. Those are those are in his wheelhouse. That's easy stuff like that. So, uh, isn't that amazing? Linear continuum memory is what he calls it, and I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I've never ha- I've never even heard of anything like that. That's simply phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I want I want to take him to. <laughs> A party and just kind of put on a show or i think we could do a you know a luncheon and, right. and just just have him you know spout off these things that that he has memorized <laughs> through the years i mean it would be a good show i would show up for it definitely oh man that is wild just one of the many impressive things about uh, coach mike mcgraw baylor men's golf coach <laughs> and there's more uh, from him uh, i tell you another part that we didn't uh listen to today but uh you know his, his goal was uh uh, he grew up in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State golf was just number one in every facet uh, collegiately. And his goal was to, uh, you know, a dream of his was to coach at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was coaching high school at Edmund North and then became an assistant to Mike Holder at Oklahoma State. And But Mike Holder told him when he hired him, he said, uh, just so you know, you'll never be the head golf coach here. Oh, wow. Hey, thanks. Appreciate that. And But when Mike Holder was elevated to athletic director, his first hire was Mike McGraw as his golf coach. So he had realized this dream of becoming the head coach of that great program at Oklahoma State and uh, and goes on from there, has great success. Mike would say, Mike McGraw would say, six really good years and two not-so-good years. Mm-hmm. Not-so-good years by Oklahoma State standards are, are still really good. But Mike Holder fired him. He fired him after the program had eroded a bit uh, by their standards. And, and my question to Mike McGraw was, how did you handle that with the grace that you have? Because he talks about it, and mm-hmm. he and Mike Holder remain friends. And he said uh, it hurt, but he just went on from there. And it's just a great lesson in handling adversity, handling something bad that comes your way. And he lived it out. You know, he didn't just talk the talk. He mm-hmm. walked the walk. And it's really, it's really amazing uh, the way the story that Mike McGraw tells about uh, going through that, handling it, and coming out, you know, better on the other side. I mean, that's devastating to be told 
well, we're hiring you, but you're never going to be the head coach yeah, here. Yeah. And then the irony that when given the opportunity, he hires you as the head yeah, coach. Yeah, that, that's, exactly. That's wild. So really good. I encourage you to uh, check out uh, that podcast. Uh, it's on our website. Anywhere you download podcasts, the Sikkim Podcast with Mike McGraw. All right, take a break. Back with more in just a moment. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Garrett Ross. We'll return in a moment here on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. Two Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Automatic Chef Canteen is a full-service micro-market vending and office coffee provider with state-of-the-art vending equipment. They offer custom-fitted micro-market vending and office coffee solutions for your employee break room. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years in Central Texas, including in-house mechanics on call 24-7 for fast, reliable service and maintenance. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco or online at automaticchefcanteen.com. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more of Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and at CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. We got Salado head coach Alan Hare in the studio with us here on ESPN Central Texas. You mentioned uh, not, not working them out too much. Uh, did you see the ones? Did you realize the ones pretty quickly that may not have worked out so much on their own? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, <laughs> you have seven or eight of them over there. They're buying a new car. You know, and uh, uh, Ford, you know, and, and so those types of things. But uh, one one of them was so tired, he, he was, we were just sitting there stretching on the ground, and, and he was having that moment where, where uh, it was coming back up, and he wasn't even moving. He just let it kind of just roll down his shirt. He's too, he's too tired to lean over, you know. I just at least turn to the side, son. But uh, you got to teach them new things, Coach. Yeah, I just won't name his name, but he didn't show up today. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, i got to call him when I get home, you know. But uh, Just make sure he's all right. It's Unnecessary Roughness on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we understand that the COVID-19 virus has changed the way we live and work, threatening businesses large and small. Because of this, UBO is offering companies in Texas the ability to freeze operating expenses for quarter two and three of 2020. A business last week took advantage of this with their $20,000 a month operating budget on copiers and printers. We saved them $120,000 over the next six months. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 for details or shunt at ubo.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. The Big 12 Conference announced Monday evening that they plan on playing a 9-1 football schedule in the fall, meaning nine conference games and one non-conference game. The anticipated start of the season will be sometime between mid to late September, and the plan will allow the Big 12 Championship game to be played December 12th or 19th. Baylor Athletics updated their COVID-19 testing numbers. There's been 45 positive cases since June 1st. Currently, only three active cases, two symptomatic and one asymptomatic, with three new cases since last week. On the diamond, the Rangers get back to action as they open up a three-game series with the A's. First pitch from Oakland is at 8:10 on ESPN Central Texas. And the Astros, they also make a return to action as they're in Arizona taking on the Diamondbacks for the first of a three-game series. First pitch of their game is also at 8:10. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. With this final segment, just a couple of minutes to uh, wrap things up here in the 9 a.m. hour. Hope you enjoyed hearing from uh, Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, part of our most recent Sikkim podcast. Uh, Garrett, I'll say this. If things go uh, according to Hoyle, our next guest will be uh, one Dave Aranda. So that'll be fun. We're supposed to get with Coach Aranda today or tomorrow and let you know when we get that done but uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of questions for coach Aranda and always enjoy visiting with him so let you know when that happens mention a couple of uh, birthdays today it's Tammy Bookbinder's birthday Tammy is the uh, eldest daughter of uh, Grant and Donnell Taff and happy birthday to Tammy uh, Keith Walters played football at Baylor happy birthday to Keith uh, Ken Lucart here in Waco. Happy birthday to uh, Ken. Uh, Donetta Willis, uh, her birthday today. Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. Today is Tony's birthday. James Francis, uh, former Baylor linebacker, professional with the Bengals. Uh, today is Jay Fran's birthday. Uh, Alfred Anderson's birthday, uh, pride of Richfield High School and Baylor University, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, today is Alfred's birthday. So uh, that's a pretty good tandem there. You've got James Francis on defense and Alfred Anderson on offense. Not too bad. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> to share the same uh, birthday. Happy birthday to them. And uh, Yost Zachary's birthday is today. Happy birthday to uh, Chief Zachary. Uh, I think that is it. It's Julie Melton's birthday today. Julie is my mm, cousin-in-law, sort of. I'm not sure what the term right. would be, but um, uh, happy birthday to Julie, married to Craig Melton. And let's see, Mike Pratt's birthday today. Mike played basketball at UK on some of those really good teams, does color with uh, Tom Leach now in the UK bra- basketball broadcast. So a uh, good list. Anybody to add to it? Nobody today. Happy birthday to those folks. Hope you all have a great and safe day today. Uh, remind you that Unnecessary Roughness comes up today, noon to 3. Q tells us that on their guest list today on Unnecessary Roughness, they will have Patrick Walker of CBS Sports talking Cowboys, Tim Watkins of Bears Illustrated, all things Baylor, and uh, Paula and Mike from the Humane Society, and MMA fighter Vernon Lewis in studio. Now, you list the, those together like... Like the Humane Society right. and the MMA fighter are all in here together. So uh, 
I don't know what the studio is going to look like when those, they finish. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be at 2 o'clock today, so I'll definitely tune in for uh, for that. And that's Unnecessary Roughness, noon to 3. Matt Mosley follows Matt and Stephen Simcox 3 to 6 today here on ESPN Central Texas. We're Lord willing. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Appreciate you tuning in today. Have a great day and keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. You know, if it's not about sports, I find it very hard to concentrate.